0: Good morning, and welcome back to our uh, summer series. Uh, today I'm um, with Kimberly, um, and Kimberly is uh, one of our members here at our church at New Beginnings. You may see her often during uh, our service as she often reads the Bible for us. But Kimberly, would you like to just introduce yourself a little bit more f- thoroughly? So, where you're from, some interests you have, um, yeah, just what you want to tell us about yourself.
1: Sure. Um, I've been going to New Beginnings for um, just over a year, I believe. Um, I I moved to Australia about four years ago and lived on the West Coast and then came here. But I'm originally from uh, the United States in California. And uh, yeah, I work for a software company. So my day job is in the city um, working in technology. And then um, on the weekends, if I can, I I like swimming, running, surfing and uh, yeah, Just a couple of outdoor stuff around here, so
0: not a bad place to go surfing around Cronulla.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I need I need to get better in order for me to say I am a surfer. But
0: (laughs) fair enough. You might need to speak to some of our other people in the church about that one. So (laughs) not me. I'm not a surfer. Sorry, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm working on
0: it. fantastic. So, Kimberly, um, the passage that you chose to have a look at, uh, that we're going to have a look at again is from Mark's Gospel, uh, Mark chapter 4, um, verses uh, 13 through to um, 25. And what I'll do, so we just have got it fresh in our head. Uh, I'll just read it for us. Um, so we'll go into there and then we'll just have a bit of a conversation about that. What, was, what struck you, uh, why you chose that passage. And let, let's just jump into it from there. So let's hear from, the, uh, from Mark's Gospel. And it says, Then Jesus said to them, If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? See, the farmer plants seeds by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represent others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth and the desire of other things. So no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60 and even 100 times as much as he had planted. Then Jesus asked them, would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where it lights, where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open and every secret will be brought into light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you'll be given and you'll receive even more. And to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Kimberly, this is a... Nice meaty passage here. You've got some good things here. So, what was it that drew you to to have a look at this passage first of all?
1: Well, originally, um, this passage caught my eye because I was looking for something uh, that would be very personal. Um, you asked for those of us who were who were interested in speaking about uh, the Book of Mark something that uh, you know is applicable to their lives and. The section um, starting in verse 21 about the lamp um, is something that reminds me of when I was really young. So, you know that uh, biblical—it's um, a—it's a biblical song that they teach us in Sunday school when we were—I don't know—not even 10 years old. Like um, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine and hide it under a bushel, and then we all scream. No, (laughs) in order in order to teach children from a very young age that um, if you have God in your life that it's something not to be hiding that's something to be shared you know and I think that's something that you can learn at a very young age and then as you get older um, things like what are mentioned earlier in the passage about the worries of this life make it so maybe you don't mean to hide it, but you do. You know, it gets buried under other things and it's it's very relevant when, um, you know, for each year of your life looking at, like, how are you sharing this part of your life that is so significant, um, having faith in God and, and sharing that as, as something that's shining, you know?
0: Exactly. And I, 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 love, I, lo- I love the section about putting the lamp on the stand. Because um, it is such a practical thing, and and, and I actually remember um, my kids as they were growing up and going through uh, Sunday school. I remember some of the the, the ones about uh, this little light shining and singing and hiding it away and no, let it shine out. All those kind of things. I I, I remember that. That's that's so so important for for people to understand this, but. The thing I love about this passage on the lampstand is that when you when you actually think about when you light a lamp, so like we've got to think back into the time that Jesus is talking about. So it's an oil lamp, isn't it? So, um, and, and when you light a lamp, you're lighting it for a particular purpose. And that purpose is to spread light into your room. So the purpose of God's light within us I, the God, you know, having within us is to tell the others about it, so we don't hide it away, do we? So, so it's actually making sure what we do is fit for purpose, isn't it?
1: So, I guess another thing to think about, because I'm, I'm really a, a big reader. Um, maybe not as much as when I was younger, but I try to actually take time out because it's valuable for me. Is in order to read, if you're reading in a dark room, which I used to try and do when I was younger, my mother would always come in the room, turn on the light, or say the light isn't bright enough, you know so, uh, when you think about light illuminating things in a room like such, and obviously lamps back in the day had different kinds of light, but the way light has been is the same, my understanding of it is the same as soon as the light begins to shine it, you know, it bounces, it bends, it reflects other things, so if you think of a light in terms of the way that it's able to spread its, you know, our visibility to the human eye, it's through, you know, bouncing off walls or being reflected by other things. If it's shining in a mirror, it comes across, you know, different things like that. That is, I think, a very powerful f- metaphor for um, looking at light as either, perhaps, um, my understanding is, the light can either be a metaphor for Jesus as our savior, yep. but also as, you know, the Word of God being, yep. being, uh, you know, a source of of Wisdom and understanding.
0: So, so both both are valid interpretations when you when we look at this passage. Um, uh, and, and you know, just talking about that, it, it reminded me about um, the nature of light and the nature of darkness when we when we look at this passage. But when we think about it, and this just gets me back into my science brain, you know, there's there's actually darkness is the absence of light, so darkness can't overcome. The light that's there, darkness is actually where the light is not penetrating, not going to. So the light is the one that has the energy. The darkness doesn't have the energy. So if you're thinking about this is the word of God, it's the word of God reaching into our lives and and reaching into the world around us, and that is what has got the energy um, for us, uh, you know, as, as Christians as believers. So um, we've got to let it. Sink into us and let it be a part of us. So, and I, and I love that analogy around that. Um, so, um, but also just thinking about it, when you know, and I, I love how you actually have got it linked with the talking about the parable beforehand, um, the the parable of the sower and, and the farmer throwing the seeds on the ground, and, and Jesus' explanation around that, because it really links that the nature of the Word of God, uh, which is which is the Bible um speaking to our lives um, and how each of our lives have a different aspect of of what it is and, and we'll have moments when and I think this is true for all of us that we all have moments when we uh maybe fertile ground and we'll have moments when we're thorny ground and you know because of what's happening around us because of the distractions and and, and as you said as you grow up you know often you, you, you find it much easier to believe in things when you're younger but as we grow up and have more pressures and things around us we we find it harder to to let that light continue to shine with us because we've got all these other worries happening and we, we're wondering what's going on so it's really important that we we link those two passages together that because they they come together in a conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples and explaining um uh what it means to be a part of the kingdom. What it means to to have the word of God in the life. Um, yeah, it, it's it's. I, I love what you what you're sharing with us at the moment about that. So,
1: well, I mean, on that note. Um, so the other thing that I was going to bring up is, I believe it's nineteen. The worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. For me personally, that section stands out to me as you know uh, most of us have gone through something in our life that has tested our faith maybe we were Christians when we were younger maybe we became a Christian later on in life or we're still exploring or seeking um, whether we want to have a belief in God but there will always be thorns there will always be things whether you know there's many examples of seeds but in this case it's the thorns I like the image of choking the seed it's like the seed wants to be fruitful but there's something that comes in as a difficulty. Maybe it's a death of someone we love or it's um, divorce or it's you know losing a really important friendship or losing a job. Um, maybe it's the fact that you were alone at home for several months because of COVID-19. And I guess, Those are the times where we're supposed to be looking to God to allow us to be fruitful, to share our light with others, to dig into the word and to understand. And if we don't, then we will choke, right? So everything is a test. And some of it comes from, you know, just natural causes around us, other people. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's the enemy, you know, um, who's, who's, you know, checking to see if we really have faith. And I don't know, I think what happens in those moments, those kind of define us. It's so much easier as a child to look at that and say, I want to sing this song and believe those words. And maybe you really do believe it. Maybe you're not just repeating the words. It's much harder as an adult person saying, I have this belief, but I might stumble tomorrow. And the next day, I'm going to get back up again. Um, so I mean, for me personally this is, you know, uh, a valuable way of looking at my own life. You know, not anyone else's, but my own Christian life and how that plays out. And there's definitely been times where I've had to ask myself, Kimberly, maybe you should do an audit of your life. Maybe (laughs) you should look at what you did there the last six months, 12 months. Are you going to do that next year? Are you going to reevaluate and think about what you should be asked to do and how you should act that out? That's
0: That's such a an interesting concept for for us as, as Christians to audit your life is to see what's happened um, because so often we just work from one day to the next um, and we never look back to actually see whether whether what we've been doing has been making a difference uh, or whether what we've been doing has been holding us back. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think that's a really powerful concept to, to actually think about. Audit, having an audit in your life, um, whether, whether you do it just personally or whether you do it with somebody else, um, if you've got a spiritual uh, mentor, somebody that's helping you within a life group or whatever, that could be something that you could do within that kind of space in you because it's sometimes we are blind to the things that are choking us um, and sometimes it helps us to, to see that. Um, I, I, that's that's fascinating. I love it. Um,
1: it's It's something I've been thinking about a lot the last two years in particular um i'm sure you are well aware and i would love your thoughts on this but um ravi zacharias very famous christian evangelist and historian and you know philosopher uh recently passed away i want to say less less than a year ago right last couple months and he just is like one of those great um you know apologists who talked about okay we can rationally look at how christianity is different than you know, Islam or Buddhism or Taoism or Hinduism, Sikh. But I guess the truth is when it comes down to it, there's all the rational reasons and they're all valuable to build a case for like why do you believe what you believe? But I think there's a step further and he would always talk about the morality of like what kind of person you were going to be and like what that means for your daily life. And if there is a God, what that means for your life. And I think that's something that I think about when I think of... (laughs) So many things in the Bible like this passage are talking about looking at the word of God, looking at the wisdom, trying to understand it in your heart, because ultimately it should change you. You know, it should be something other people can see that's not hidden, you know. Um, and I guess in some ways, sometimes it's controversial or not controversial, but it seems like a paradox because it's a very personal thing to have faith, but it also needs to be visible to others to see that you are a light from within, you um, which I guess is a big reason why this this means something to me.
0: Mm, it, I mean, like within our our context, it, it, the taboo subjects to talk about was politics and religion, you know, those kind of things. So, um, it is very personal. People go, oh, well, I, we don't want to impose anything, and that's not what you, that's not what we're saying about this. We're actually saying that, and I think this is where the the, the parable about the lamp on the stand. It's a choice of where you place that. So you, the the light will light, but you choose where that's going to be. Like if, if you're putting it on a stand, it'll light the whole room. If you stick it under the basket, what you know, uh, and, and most people will actually know from that time, if you stick it under the basket, it'll go out. And it's going to be starved of oxygen. It might actually even catch fire and do, do a whole lot of de- – you don't put it somewhere where uh, it's not going to do its job. Um, so you've got it there so that it um, – comes out and that's a choice that we make um, and so it, it, it's a personal choice of whether we let other people know about our Christian faith. It's a choice about whether we whether we actually live out our faith in practical manners and in real life situations isn't it so and, and that's what and that's what I'm I see in here and I hear what you're saying about uh, doing that life audit is to see whether the choices you've made, uh, while they're personal, are they actually practical? Are, are we seeing uh, as, as as we put it, faith into action? You know, is your faith something real that makes life different for you and, and different for the people around you in 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 practical, loving way? How do we how do we share that love of God that we have for ourselves out to the rest of the world?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's a really beautiful way of looking at it. Like, um, if your life is practical and there's something that's changed in you, um, it will change you. But it might also change other people around you. You don't know. You know. Um, I know people that have that have come forward and said that they've been changed because of someone around them who was, you know, kind um, and and acting as a Christian should, and also the opposite. People saying, I don't believe because I've seen what Christians can say and do and how it's not right. So I think each of us as individuals has that ability to shine a light or not to shine a light. Um, and I guess coming back to like the end of this passage, um, consider carefully what you hear. With the measure, you use it will be measured to you and even more. So it's a promise that God is making, saying, if you have treasures, you know, if you have some of the fruits of the spirit, let's say love, hope, self-discipline, things that, that are, you know, have lots of things that that multiply and have good things happening to to those around you and to yourself, more will be given to you. So you, if you have some peace, you'll be given more peace. If you have some love, you'll be have more love. But if you act the opposite, then it, it will be harder and harder. So it's like the back to the sort of seeds that get choked if you if you go through adversity and you struggle and you have no peace and you you know you lose hope and you go fall in despair it gets harder and harder um but i guess that's something for us to be thinking about like <laughs> which way are you going in your life uh, yeah, what
0: what things are what things are you sowing into yourself what are you listening to what are you hearing what what's talking to you and it really encourage for me that encourages me to dig deeper into god's word and let that continue to be more, you know, coming into my life as well. So, um, and I think if if we cycle that way back to the 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 seed being the word of God being planted out into to people's life, the seed wants to grow, it wants to flourish and grow and 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 become strong, and and the light wants to from the lamp go out. Um, so, the word of God wants to live within you and flourish within you and 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 you, you can do nothing but change. Uh, and when, when you actually have a look at this, um, and, and that's so encouraging for me um, about that. And it's been such an encouraging conversation today. Um, and and it is so true when we think about the difficulties we have in our life, and, and when we look back and, and see where where God has been in there, or what's happened, and and how we've either. Stepped away, shied away from things, or we've stepped into. Um, and I thank you very much, Kimberly, for sharing with us today. Um, have you got any final words you want to just impart with any?
1: Um, we were having a conversation um, just a couple of days ago with some of some of my friends from church, and my friend Josh had actually mentioned a song that spoke to him, which I think is relevant to this. It was from Switchfoot on "Letting Go." And I think when it comes to adversity, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, personally, I, when he said that, I was thinking of uh, the song that they do called um, This Is Your Life. Like, what are you living for? Who are you living it for? And that sort of got me thinking about the life audit, which is... You know, sort of, I guess, what I've been talking about, but I love the idea of letting go as well. So, when you have challenges, you know, go through it, learn from it, maybe focus on it for a short time in order to get through it. But, you know, trusting that God is going to bring you through that. And if you're that seed that is trying to grow, I guess, um, once you get through it and you're not choked, you will turn into something, right? A tree that bears fruit or a flower or a bush or you think of like all the things the seeds can produce. But that, See that turns into something, life um that continues on. It's something that it's actually stronger because it went through something. It wasn't choked by the thing, it continued on. And I think that's how our lives should be is getting through something and not trying to avoid it, but get stronger from it.
0: Mm, Yeah. So through through adversity, you, you get strength coming out the other side. Not that we want adversity, but it's it's a it's a function of what happens when we come through the other side. Kimberly, fantastic. Thank you very much. You, you really blessed us today with this. How about we just come and um, come into a time of prayer where we just uh, pray together. The gracious Lord, we we give you thanks for, for Kimberley. We give you thanks for for all of the members of New Beginnings Uniting Church and churches all around the world that are willing to, to step up and say yes to Jesus Christ, willing to to look back at our lives and see where God has been working there and to encourage us to step forward and do more. Lord, I just pray that for those people that are facing adversity, that they they feel like they're being choked out by thorns at the moment, that, that their faith is being... It squashed, Lord, I pray that you will give them air to breathe. You'll give them space to breathe. You'll give them uh, a removal of some of that adversity so that they can come forward and grow in your love. Lord, I pray for those who 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 are making a choice to to let the light shine in in and around the world. We just pray that that you will continue to encourage every, each and every one of us to to not hide. word of god away from ourselves but to let it come out and shine within our lives to make a difference lord we just pray for each and every member of our church we pray for the community outside and and wider um, and we especially pray for healing for those who are sick we pray for wholeness of those who are feeling um that life is difficult and that there is a bit of mental health that they're struggling with, whether it's depression, whether um, it is uh, thoughts that are just taken into the wrong space. Lord, we just pray for your healing and wholeness in that place. Oh, Lord, we just pray for your blessing upon us today. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And thanks very much for joining us for um, another one of our summer series. Uh, We look forward to coming back and sharing again uh, with you in person um, and um, and online uh, as we come back as a church meeting together again. Thanks for joining us today.